Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is championed. I am Sharissa Wood, a practicing dental hygienist who wants to share my passion for all things hygiene and the oral systemic connection to help empower, encourage, and equip you listeners. Bulletproof Hygiene's ultimate goal is to bring knowledge and tools that facilitate optimal patient care, healthy team culture, and professional fulfillment. If you are a growth-minded hygienist or dental professional looking to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene, then you're in the right place. Now, let's dive in and become Bulletproof together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. I hope everyone is having a wonderful week in patient care and fabulous team culture. I'm excited for today's episode. I am joined by Dr. Ebene Jordan to discuss an exciting new role to facilitate best practices in dentistry. And it is the role of medical science liaison. And it's a new concept for me to embrace. And I thought, why not dig in with you listeners and we can all learn about it together. So Dr. Jordan, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Will you take a moment and introduce yourselves to our listeners? I would love to. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Sharissa. This has been a work in progress for us, and I'm so happy that the day has come, that we can talk about this new role and get a chance to connect further. Um, Hello to all of the listeners. My name is Dr. Ebene Jordan. I am a medical science liaison. Um, A little bit about myself. I am um, a clinical periodontist, And uh, I practiced periodontics for a little bit uh, over eight years before transitioning into this role. I attended dental school and my periodontics residency at the University of Michigan. Go blue. (laughs) Uh, And I'm currently working for Aura Pharma in the role of medical science liaison. Awesome. So that sounds like a really cool, new and exciting field. But you got to tell us what exactly is a medical science liaison? Perfect. (laughs) So it's completely new to dentistry. Um, To my knowledge, I'm the first field iteration of this role. But essentially, a medical science liaison is a field-based role um, that reports into the medical affairs department within a company that's generally related to healthcare. So that could be a pharmaceutical company, uh, a biotechnology company, even medical devices, for instance. Um, and MSLs typically have advanced scientific training uh, and academic credentials, usually a doctorate or even um, alternative advanced degrees, in addition to relevant clinical expertise for their therapeutic area. Okay, cool. So (laughs) I understand that's what a medical science liaison is, but what do they do and what purpose do they serve for the company? Sure. So um, just a little bit about uh, a little bit of background about medical science liaisons. The role, to my knowledge, I believe it dates back to the late 1960s. Um, There was a company called Upjohn Pharmaceuticals back then, uh, and they through their business transactions, recognized that there was a need to have scientifically field or scientifically trained uh, field staff that would be able uh, to build rapport with key and influential healthcare practitioners in the field. Um, We now refer to those people, those people of influence as key opinion leaders or key medical experts. Um, For instance, Sharissa, you are a key medical expert for dental hygiene and for oral health. Um, And so since then, 
Uh, in addition to building those relationships, the medical science liaison position um, now includes research support, as well as offering uh, disease state education. Um, and in addition to the rapport building with the influential people in our field, another big part of an MSL's job is actually to gather insights from these influential people. Um, and so you may say, well, like, what are insights? But insights um, include looking at different treatment preferences of practitioners, um, finding out what criticisms may be out there about the available treatments, you know, what shortcomings they have, uh, alternative treatment options for uh, the disease state of interest, um, or even different challenges that providers may encounter uh, with unexpected treatment outcomes or complications. So having someone who's able to gather and keep their ear to the field of what's happening helps the company be able to, for instance, maybe identify an area of new research that's needed, um, you know, or highlight gaps in the current research. So, you know, as an MSL, I am able to um, have that back and forth relationship with the people who are actually out there treating patients, going through the experiences, whether positive or negative, um, and bring this information back to the company. Cool. I really like that because I think a lot of times new things will come out and in the field. And, you know, I know your background's in periodontics, but I'll say from a hygiene standpoint, you know, sometimes we are so swamped and busy with just the day-to-day -day of patient care, and we may have a new opportunity to try something new, but there's never the opportunity to, to kind of really give the feedback or kind of dig into that. So this sounds like a really valuable role for the dental community. Um, I know you and I got to meet each other down in um, St. Petersburg last year at the IBM SS Symposium. Um, and I, again, said I had never heard of this kind of position. Exactly. And you're not alone. I literally hear that every time that I tell someone about this role. Um, you know, it's brand new. Um, I mentioned briefly earlier, but, you know, I'm the first iteration of this role uh, in, the, in the field, for instance. I think that there are a couple companies that may have an analogous role, but to my knowledge, um, I'm the first representation or iteration that's out in the field meeting healthcare practitioners and, um, you know, discussing, uh, you know, the scientific exchanges that we need as healthcare providers. I feel extra special to be able to uh, have a podcast with the very first one. <laughs> this is really cool. So, and I know, obviously, I know you work with and for Aura Pharma. So what made them want to create this role? You know, that's a great question. Um, Aura Pharma has the unique position of being a part of a large family of pharmaceutical companies. Um, and those companies span across different therapeutic areas and different disease states. Um, for instance, they have companies that are related to dermatology or gastrointestinal disease, pain, neurology, so, so, so forth, uh, so on. And um, what we find is that these companies have long used the role of the MSL to help support their portfolio of products. Um, and that support comes in the form of you know, interactions um, with the key healthcare providers. Um, and they are seeing the MSLs as scientific peers. Um, and they really have shown that having these interactions can help to increase 
Um, you know, the efficiency of patient care, for instance, uh, also, you know, help um, encourage more collaboration and ultimately impact uh, their day-to-day -day interactions with their patients and their goals for treatment in a positive way. So, you know, with this being the norm within those therapeutic areas of within medicine and with Oropharma, you know, being adjacent or, you know, a part of that family, they said, well, hmm, okay, well, here's a gap that we have in dentistry, we don't have the same type of um, role or that same type of support for our key healthcare providers. And so they decided to expand their medical affairs division uh, to include the medical science liaison role and have one that's dedicated to helping and supporting the dental professional. Um, you know, Orapharma's mission uh, is we partner with dental professionals across the continuum of oral healthcare. Uh, I have to think about that for a moment, but I believe that's what it says. Um, you know, that's the mission of our company. And so the medical science liaison role, the MSL role is exactly that. We're partnering. It's a partnership from, you know, the side of the drug development, the product development to those who are actually implementing and using those products. Um, you know, generally there has already been you know, some type of partnership through the sales rep role that is in place, you know, with Aura Pharma. Um, however, uh, there is additional information that can be shared um, and we have additional capabilities, uh, you know, to help communicate data, um, scientific developments, uh, safety data to those who need it most. Um, yeah, so I think that that's, the biggest um, benefit in the area that Aura Pharma saw as, you know, being able to fill in a gap that we were missing. I like that. And I honestly love the fact now that I'm understanding more of this, I, I love the fact that you are a periodontist because I think as a hygienist, perio is such a um, prevalent disease that we're up against. You know, I feel like I'm fighting that all day long. And so you know, and there are a lot of new modalities out there. There's a lot of new things. I keep saying in podcasts, you know, I'm sitting in this very uncomfortable position um, treating patients because I'm seeing, you know, I'm, I'm doing salivary testing and I'm treating and then I'm retesting and I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't do what we thought we were doing. So I think there is a huge place for this kind of role as we really are digging in. And I think you coming from a periodontist background is just a beautiful scenario here. Um, you know, and I think just partnering, partnering with the boots on the ground, the healthcare professionals that are doing this makes make so much sense. Um, how do you think that the MSL role will benefit the patients? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I completely agree with what you said. You know, it's, it is, you know, we, we have the challenge and the charge to, um, you know, utilize the best technologies for our patients and, you know, be able to have, consistent review and feedback and uh, discussions and, you know, presentation of alternative options. And, um, you know, sometimes in practice, it can be easy to become siloed. You know, there are generally a lot of solo practitioners, you know, now that DSOs have become more popular, there are small groups, but historically there's been a lot of, you know, practicing and it's just you and you are the person who decides and thinks about it and talks. I mean, you can you know, commune and network at events, but outside of that on the day-to-day, -day, um, you're kind of left to be the last, you know, <laughs> the last call, which we're all capable of, but we still want to know, you know, okay, what else could I be doing or what else should I know? 
Um, and so, you know, especially if you're very busy, if you have a very um, productive practice, it's hard to even review articles or, you know, maybe attend all of the conferences that you normally would try to, to have those interactions. So with the role of the medical science liaison, um, you know, we can serve as a scientific peer who's able to bring to you, for instance, if we have a new practice guideline that gets developed um, and you weren't aware of it, so I can bring that to you. Or if there's new information about a drug, um, you know, so, hey, I'm giving you the update. Did you hear about this? Um, or even if there's just, you know, kind of a new trend within disease state, um, specifically periodontal disease. You know, I just came back actually from Austin. Um, the American Academy of Perio meeting was this last weekend. And I was very pleased to see how much emphasis um, was placed on the oral systemic interaction. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of discussion about the role that key pathogens play um, with diseases such as Alzheimer's, for instance. So, you know, having the capability of me receiving that information. And then, you know, through our next conversation, I can update you, hey, Sharisa, did you hear that, you know, there's um, evidence that shows we can detect, you know, some of the Alzheimer's um, inflammatory markers in our saliva, for instance. And so this gives you more insight into maybe additional salivary tests that you can run in an office um, or in your practice. So, you know, having the MSL role present, it can help with you know, the dissemination of new information. And that's what we want because we are constantly wanting to give our patients the best. Um, you know, the other part of the MSL role is that, you know, through the conversations and interactions that I have with key medical experts, I can find out what interest they have in research, you know, and or new innovations that they want to see come to the field. So through those conversations, now I can be someone who can facilitate, you know, the introductions and the necessary pathways for them to maybe gain company support. So again, you know, con contributing to the greater body of, you know, our advancement within the field of dental health care. You know, that's really our goal to help improve patient care, improve patient outcomes, and through more collaboration, discussion, scientific exchange, scientific exchange, we can accomplish that. And so, you know, I see the MSL as being really well positioned to help, you know, accomplish that within our field. Yeah, I love that. And I, I keep saying, I feel like we need more tools in the toolbox um, as we are learning and growing and, you know, looking at the research and really understanding, like you said, that oral systemic connection, that is always my come from. Um, so I love that because obviously that is going to, like you said, create better outcomes for our patients. Um, but also, you know, like I said, when I look at post-testing, when I do what we've always done, I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't doing it. And we do need a lot of new, a lot of new tools out there and different approaches. So I just think this sounds like a really fun uh, relationship to me. And I want to say that in the past, I've really only had encounters with sales reps from pharma companies, right? I mean, you, you hear about a product and so you, you know, you reach out and say, hey, tell me more about this. And you know, they're coming from a place of, well, this is my product and I want to sell it to you. Um, so tell me, what are the differences between what an MSL can do and what a sales rep can do? That's a perfect question, um, because I think that you are not alone. Most people are very familiar with sales reps. These are the individuals that come to your office that are introducing new uh, products to you. And like you mentioned, they do have you know sales goals in mind. 
Um, you know, it's easy to kind of see maybe what I've described for, for the medical science liaison role as being similar, but they are really different. Um, sales reps can have um, scientific conversations, but they are limited in what they can and can't say. Um, you know, they do offer um, drug support, device support, but, um, you know, really a big part of their interaction is promotional. You know, they're, they're focused on having certain deliverables for the company. Um, my role as a medical science liaison, I am, I have no interest in sales. I have no, um, goals for promotion or sales or anything like that. Um, within the pharmaceutical industry, there's a very strict firewall uh, between the commercial side, which would include marketing, sales, sales reps, for instance, and then the medical affairs side, which is where the MSL role falls. Um, you know, we also are having scientific conversations, but my goal is to strictly be a scientific and educational support. Okay. Um, whether or not you even use our product has no bearing on me or my role. So it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the other thing I would say is that sales reps can only really speak to the information that is um, listed already on the product insert, um, or they are able to speak about promotional materials that have already been approved. Um, so that typically includes uses that are um, on label. Um, or a part of the indications that already exist. Because medical science liaisons have those advanced professional degrees, you know, MDs, PhDs, PharmDs, for instance, DDSs, for instance, um, the scientific background that comes with that type of training um, equips us to discuss a broader range of topics, um, you know, including potentially things that would be considered off-label um, if that is brought up to us by the HCP, there are still guidelines that we have to follow uh, that the pharmaceutical um, field sets forth. So we can only speak about them in a reactive nature, meaning that someone's already asked about it. Um, so those are a little bit of the differences, if that makes sense, between sales reps and what the MSL role um, Yeah, Yeah, that does. So you just mentioned reactive. So you said proactive versus reactive discussions. Tell me what the difference is there. Okay. So a proactive um, question or discussion um, is something that, you know, I would bring to our conversation. Um, and I'm doing that for the purpose of seeing what your thoughts are. I want to um, gain insights on, um, you know, how you feel or how you see um, a number of variety of topics. Um, you know, I may want to know, um, how you decide which therapy you'll utilize for a patient that has, for instance, you know, stage three periodontal disease, you know, moderate to severe periodontal disease. That's, you know, an, uh, an example of a proactive question. Um, you know, um, I might in exchange also um, give you insights into maybe new safety data. So proactive means that it's coming from my side to you. <laughs> um, and with that, you know, again, it's never going to be promotional. It's never going to be marketing-like. Um, it's just to have that scientific exchange to discuss, um, you know, how you feel as a key medical expert about these topics. Um, and then on the other side, a reactive 
um, discussion or conversation um, would be the other direction. So it's something that you would bring to me um, that's unsolicited. So it's no, you know, I didn't say, hey, uh, Sharissa, this is what we're talking about. So you're bringing it to me um, or, excuse me, to the company. And generally those requests go through a channel. We do have a medical information department, um, which is also a part of the medical affairs division. So um, for instance, if you had a question about a product and you know we weren't in a conversation, then you would direct that to the medical affairs, or I'm sorry, the med info department. Um, and then they would generally answer the question um, that you pose um, through the support of our clinical research that's been conducted by the company, unless you specifically ask to speak with an MSO. Um, and then in that situation, the request or the question will be forwarded on to me. Um, and, you know, kind of tying in a little bit about what I said before, if that is, for instance, an off-label question, then that is something that I as the MSL can speak to, whereas, you know, other members of the um, medical affairs team, um, specifically MedInfo, may not be able to answer that fully. Um, so we have that extra permissive part that the sales rep doesn't, um, especially when it comes to those reactive questions. This sounds like a really fun job because it sounds like you get to be curious all day long, <laughs> which is exactly. kind of my, I love, I'm a curious person. So I think it's really fun to get to gain information and, and connect with people and kind of talk through things. So this really sounds like a fun thing to me. Um, and honestly, this is, this sounds like a really cool vantage point you get to have. It's been very informative. If someone was interested in becoming in, in an MSL, what would you advise and who would you say is right for this kind of role? Okay. Um, well, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you said, you know, you get to be curious all day, every day. And that's true because in this position, I both want to know what the newest and the latest and the greatest is. And I also want to know what you think. You know, I want to know, um, you know, what, how other people view these, you know, uh, encounters, these scenarios that uh, will come up in clinical practice. Um, and so I think that if I use myself as, you know, part of uh, the exemplary MSL, which I'm not saying, but... <laughs> Well, you, you are the, the first first one. So I think you do get to define that. Fair enough. Okay, that's fair. Thank you. Um, but yes, I think that it's important that you have a thirst for learning um, and you have a thirst for educating others um, and, and just a thirst for education in general. Um, you know, as I was progressing through my journey within dentistry and then within periodontics, I really did notice that I love learning information and then sharing that with other people. Um, you know, it's funny, a, a former co-resident of mine, he actually teased me. What happened is um, I wrote, you know, as we do our personal statements for our application and a part of my personal statement said just that, like, I think I said, I am excited to learn from those around me and also share information I learned. And I, I meant it very genuinely, but he was like, okay, well, really? <laughs> but it's true. I, I do. And I still feel that way. It is something that I really enjoy. Um, so I think that, you know, someone who's passionate about education, educating others, the curiosity, like you mentioned, um, is important because a large part of what we do is getting new information through reading data, through reviewing studies, um, you know, looking at the published data that's already there. And then we also translate that and process that 
um, so that we can relay it on to our HCPs, you know, our healthcare providers um, that we're interacting with on a regular basis. Um, so you have to have that desire to, you know, have that um, gaining of information and then pass passing it on. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I love picking someone else's brain. Um, you know, that's something that contributes to my um, knowledge, you know, okay, well, let's have a really critical discussion about this. Well, why do you feel that way? So those are the types of, you know, dialogues that result in good insights, even um, when we're having those questions, being able to kind of dig deeper. Um, another thing that I think that would be helpful if someone were wanting to become an MSL is being motivated, um, you know, having self-motivation too. Uh, this has been a large departure from, um, you know, clinical practice and in a good way, but also it's very different. You know, it's in clinical practice, I had a, you know, very obvious schedule. This is what I'm going to be doing this time. You know, this patient's coming in this, you know, uh, this is the consult that I'll have. And so my day was very clear. Um, now this is a remote position. So I have to direct my day. Um, and that's great for me. You know, I'm able to stay on task and make sure that I'm executing what I need to execute. But um, if you're someone who doesn't really like um, loose structure or someone who doesn't like um, or, or needs more structure, it could be a little bit more challenging to transition into this role. Um, so, you know, it kind of depends on your personality and what fits the vibe, but certainly it's something that can be accomplished, uh, but that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, and then, you know, this probably goes without saying, but there are certain core requirements, core competencies that have to be in place, um, you know, for instance, scientific acumen, okay? Um, the advanced degrees that we have uh, as MSLs typically help facilitate this, but as an MSL, you're expected to really understand, discuss, um, dig deep into the science uh, within your therapeutic area. So for me, for periodontal disease, for oral healthcare, you know, I need to be able to understand exactly what's being communicated um, and the scientific papers that I read, and then have discussions with the key medical experts in our field. Um, you know, luckily, as a periodontist, that was a part of our training. We would weekly review, process, criticize, you know, all of the articles that we're seeing. Um, and so that was helpful for me in my transition that I had that background, um, certainly. Um, and, you know, I think that anyone who's actually gone on to study within the field of oral healthcare has that, you know, we are looking at studies, we are looking at um, the science behind why we treat what we treat, how we treat it. Um, so, you know, I think that we in dentistry receive a lot of that advanced um, education early on. Um, I would say the other part and the last part that I'll mention um, for a good quality of an MSL and, you know, one of those core competencies is being able to listen. Um, that's key. <laughs> when I first was interviewing for this position, that was a huge emphasis that uh, the majority of the time that I spend talking with key medical experts, KMEs, I should be spending that listening, not talking. You know, I already know what I know. I want to know what you know. <laughs> so I have to listen in order to do that. You know, I have to listen and really um, be um, present to 
understand the insights that you're offering. You know, what are your perceptions of this? You know, what is your impression of uh, even salivary testing? You know, why are you doing that? You know, those are the types of questions that I would really want to um, get the answer to. And by listening deeply and then thinking critically during that process, that really helps to facilitate, um, you know, gathering those important key pieces that then can help influence, like I said, research directions, you know, where are there gaps in the field? Um, so being able to listen is very, very key. Um, I, I mean, there's more obviously, but I think that those are the main, the main yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It makes sense. Um, with all of this in mind, where do you see, what do you think the future of the medical science liaison role will be for dentistry? Because like you said, you're kind of the first, you're the new, like this is, we're getting this established here. And I, it makes me excited um, because I think this is a role in a position that makes sense to me. So how do you see this playing out for dentistry in the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the MSL role will be, um, will continue to be or will create a good complement to what's already there. Um, I think that the sales reps do an awesome job of, you know, communicating information about new devices, new products, um, being a support for the use of those products. Um, but, you know, I think that the gap that Aura Pharma identified, of course, that was missing is that ability to have deep scientific exchange. Um, you know, we only can go so far as a sales rep. So having, you know, the background that I have, the background that other MSLs have, uh, have, yeah, will continue to, um, you know, create opportunities for more discussion, for more brainstorming, for more collaboration. Um, and, you know, that is valuable. You know, we want to have that type of continued um Collaboration is the only word I can think of, but we want to have that interaction with other HCPs so that together when we put our minds, you know, to this task, we can really develop um, or continue to explore and develop uh, what we need to adequately treat our patients, because that's all our goal. You know, we want to be the best providers we can be. Uh, and the more discussion and conversation or support that we can have, you know, educating not only, you know, ourselves together through our discussions, but also the rest of our team members, you know, um, so that everyone is practicing with the same goal in mind. I love this. I know that you will agree with me when I talk about the importance of what we get to do in our practice operatories day in and day out. Um, and the impact that it can have on patients' lives and quality of life and, and longevity and, and true health. Um, so this, this sounds fantastic to me. Um, I'm already like, okay, I want to pick her brain on several things. Yes. So that, that leads me to my last question is how can our listeners, somebody, you know, other healthcare providers here that are listening, get in touch with you? Good question. Okay. So um, what I would say the best way to get in touch with me is through our website. We do have a channel to field, um, you know, any requests for information or for contact. Um, anyone who's interested should go to our website. It's www.orapharma.com. Um, and then once you're there, there's a menu that you can pull down um, and then you would select contact us. So that's the, the next step. And once you get to that screen, um, you go ahead and scroll to the bottom of the screen. There should be a link that says submit medical inquiry. Okay, submit medical inquiry. Then that um, allows you to fill out some fields, I believe. 
uh, once you fill out the fields, you hit submit, and then the request or whatever um, question that you have or request that you have will go through our med info department and then uh, as necessary be filtered on to me. <laughs> awesome. She's got a gatekeeper, you guys. She's got a yes. <laughs> You, you you decipher straight through that. Yes, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed this episode and, and and excited for this role, not just for you, because obviously you can tell you're passionate about what you do. And anyone who's passionate about what they do does a phenomenal job. So, but I'm also excited for those of us who are healthcare providers and what this role can lend to us. And um, so I'm excited to see where this goes in the future and we're going to end this podcast and I'm going to pick your brain on a couple of things. I love it. I love <laughs> if it. If you'll let me. Um, yeah. but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and your willingness and your passion for what you do. I have really appreciated this and I know our, our listeners have as well. So, um, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's a new role, but yes, like you said, there's so much promise in it. Um, and so, you know, I encourage everyone or anyone who's interested, please reach out. Um, and, you know, hopefully I'll be knocking on your door or your email address soon anyway. So yes, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and we will see you next time on Bulletproof Hygiene. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for taking your valuable time to invest in yourself and listen to this episode. I hope it's been thought-provoking, empowering, and stirred your curiosity. If you've enjoyed this content, please click the subscribe button to catch new episodes or share this episode with your colleagues. To keep track of upcoming Bulletproof events and opportunities, visit bulletproofhygiene.com or better yet, join the Mighty Network Bulletproof Hygiene community to connect with like-minded dental professionals that share ideas, struggles, and wins. Have a great week, everybody.